0: Welcome to Women in Electronics, the only show that empowers, develops, advocates, and celebrates the accomplishments and advancement of women in the electronics industry. With your host, Jackie Maddox. Welcome to another episode of Women in Electronics, Leader in Highlight radio program. I am honored today um, to have our guest, Claire Williams, joining us, who is from our new sponsor company, Orbweaver. Weaver. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Claire to um, introduce herself and her position at Orbweaver. Weaver.
1: Thank you, Jackie, and thanks for having me today. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. As Jackie said, my name is Claire Williams. I work for Orb Weaver Sourcing, and I am Vice President of Engagement Management. And what that means is I'm responsible for making sure all of our accounts are being taken care of in terms of we are providing the services and software that they signed up for, and we are responding in a timely manner to any additional requests and um, things that we were scheduled to do for them and, and quite frankly, um, what else can we do for them? We're constantly looking for new ways that we can help our, our existing accounts in the electronics industry do better with um, the whole digital experience that's happening in this industry that we found is so important, especially over the past year. <laughs> Wow.
0: Well, okay. So on that note, let me ask you, so let's regroup real quick. Mm -hmm. First of all, explain to people what Orb Weaver does because this relates directly into what you mentioned about this digital time we're in and everybody's talking about this, but I think a lot of us are struggling with this. So first of all, what does Orb Weaver do?
1: Orb Weaver is exclusive to the electronics industry. And what we do is, We provide various solutions and software to help both suppliers and distributors, contract manufacturers, OEMs, share data in the industry so that they can sell more parts. That's what we're all about. In this industry, there is a wealth of data that flows back and forth between pricing, inventory, and attribution data, what what are the all the characteristics of a part, keeping all of that data up to date and timely is a challenge. And especially if you think about what's happening now with the shortage of parts, it's especially challenging in these times for a distributor to know how much quantity they have on hand and how short they are and what are the lead times. So all of this information ideally should be available in real time. Um, Spreadsheet uploading and downloading is not gonna cut it when you need that data and you need it now, and people are ordering fast and furious, and now what's my inventory an hour later? Um, So that's where we come in, because we do all the heavy lifting and all the data transformation that's needed to pass data back and forth between suppliers and distributors And not only that, we also are working on a platform that will uh, provide quoting abilities and also data intake, data hub abilities, and then analytics on top of reporting analytics. So pulling all of that data together to see how you're performing, um, how many RFQs are we responding to and how quickly are we responding to them. Um, So there's just, you can see, just by my discussion there that that's a when somebody asks me what we do it's it's not a quick and easy answer because there's so much to say i can go on and on about it but hopefully that gave you some idea of how we help um companies meet the challenges that exist today in the electronics industry it's all about data and moving data and how you can do that quick and easy well i think that really is helpful
0: Right now with supply chain issues, this is critical, right? So you're talking about you can have the data, but what do you do with it? (laughs) And that's where I think we get tripped up sometimes. And a lot of companies maybe don't have the infrastructure in place or they don't have. Sometimes it seems a little overwhelming to get going with something like this. That's why I love that you are partnering with us and women electronics, because I believe there has been that little gap with the hardware and the software, right? We need to merge this together and start working together. And so, okay. So leading into that discussion though, so we are now partnered with Women Electronics. You are part of our sponsorship family. So
1: welcome, Claire. So excited. So excited. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Yes. And okay. So maybe we should just um, regroup on, Why is it that you wanted to partner with Women in Electronics and who is it behind your company who, as far as the leadership team, that was wanting this partnership to, you know, to come together?
1: Well, um, the history behind this has to do with my finding Women in Electronics on LinkedIn. One of the um, industry contacts that I had had posted something about um, an upcoming training They were attending and I followed Women in Electronics thinking this looks like something I definitely need to be involved in. And I started following it on LinkedIn and I saw all the posts that that were happening and I mentioned it in our marketing meeting here at Orb Weaver to our um, CTO, Tony Powell. And I said, there's a Women in Electronics group. I don't know if you're aware of it. He said, I am, I've heard, I'm, I'm definitely aware of it. And I said, I think we should think about being a sponsor, because um, personally, I I, want to get involved. And he said, well, why don't you attend the March training? There was leadership training in March. I I was not a member yet. Um, He said, sign up for that training and let me know what you think. Well, that's all it took. I was blown away by that training. I thought it was so great. Um, The content was just so relevant. And um, I was just I knew that I had to get involved after that, and so I told, I came, brought it back to Tony, who's again our CTO, and um, Chris Zazelka, who's our CEO, and mentioned the sponsor, sponsorship opportunity and asked if they would look into doing that. And they were very open to it, and they confided that they would like to see more people, more women, in the industry. And when when they go to hire, they're not they're not finding that women are applying. And um, I'm only one of three women here at Or Weaver. Now, we're a small company, but um, I would love to see more women and work with more women here. I think that we have a lot to add, and a lot to offer uh, in this industry. Um, and so they were all about looking into the sponsorship and so that's how we ended up being a sponsor so I'm proud that I brought that back to them <laughs> quite frankly I really am because I, I think it's a great opportunity for us and again I'm being selfish when I say personally it's, it's exactly what I was looking for because I hadn't had this type of of involvement in this industry before so I'm I just think it's great what you're doing I think I think you should be applauded for getting this off the ground and the level of involvement that you're doing, Jackie, it's just amazing. It's, it really, I would like to get involved in other ways too. Um, so I'm looking forward that is, to it. That's awesome. Thank you.
0: So much. I really appreciate that, Claire. And you know, the, there's a team behind women electronics. I always say like we, we need a a, a team, men and women. And we have that on board with wanting to open the doors of opportunity for women because we don't show up in the numbers um, that we need to in order to increase the profits. So when we look at the data, again, we've always talked about this, that we're very data driven organization and all the data supports that the more women you get in leadership positions, more gender parity the profits increase and, and pretty drastically. So um, we're excited that you're hopping on board with us in this effort to present this to the industry, because it really is a team effort with our mm-hmm. sponsors, our members, our council members, our advisory board, you know, you name it. It's a big effort on everybody's part. But with that, I wanted to ask you in particular, well, first of all, to say, um, I applaud Orgweaver Weaver because you mentioned you only had a few women in leadership positions. Um, And really the message to a lot of companies in the industry is don't feel bad about where you are. Just hop in on this, wherever you are on the spectrum, the the whole name of the game is just hopping in, just get in Mm -hmm. the game and improve from where you are. There's no judgment about anything. And so Mm -hmm. I applaud those companies that say, okay, we recognize We have some ways to go in this area. We don't know all the answers. So we're going to partner with somebody who can come alongside us to give us, you know, the best guidance that we can have along this process. So, you know, that is the message too. So many companies just don't pop in because they're so afraid either to admit something or just that they know they have a lot of work to do. And those are the best ones to partner with. It's like, okay, let's do this together. There's no... Perfection. There's only progress, right? Right, right. So, right. But we talk about why is this so important? So, for you in your leadership journey, being a woman in a male-dominated industry and being one of the only women in your company in a leadership position, what have been some of your challenges that you would say as a woman? These are some of the things you experience that you're hoping now that you have the influence. At this stage of your career that you could help change for other people coming up?
1: Well, I've definitely experienced being in meetings um, where I had something I wanted to say, but I couldn't even get a word in edgewise. You know, I was at the meeting, I was getting geared up, I was having a hard time even paying attention because this was on like, how, where am I gonna, how do I <laughs> you know, voice my opinion. Mm-hmm. But um, that has been the most challenging thing. When I think about it over, over my career, I found a way to do it. And sometimes you just got to jump in and say, wherever you're at, Mike, great idea, but here's what I'm thinking. Can let me just switch gears a little bit. And it, it comes with confidence. It comes with, um Uh, experience and knowing that there's no bad idea, you know, no one's going to contemn you for having a bad idea or asking a question. If you have a question, chances are someone else has the same question. So it's just, it it really is building that confidence up in yourself to say, Hey, I've got something to say and I'm not leaving this room until I say it. Um, it, It's um, it takes it takes experience, I think, and um, and some maybe some growing pains to, to get there. But um, that has been my biggest challenge. I don't have that problem anymore. If anything, I I find like I need to bring other people to the table to to give me feedback um, on my ideas. Um, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But yeah, that has been probably my, my biggest challenge over the years and no longer there so I can talk about it. I lived through it and I can help others, hopefully.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I think that's awesome because, okay, so that's one of the reasons that we have this program. It's amazing talking to our top leaders. Confidence issues go all the way up. Like it, it's one of those things that we work on our entire careers. And like you said, you're just bridging that barrier now. And really, it's it's mentorship now you want to give back to other people and you want to help validate those new people coming up that this it's natural to feel this way it's normal and i feel like if some of us would have had that somebody coming to us and saying hey you're gonna feel hesitant you're gonna feel strange you're gonna feel out of your zone it's okay speak up anyway Mm -hmm. Here's how you can do that. I feel like if we had had some coaching early on, because I remember going through, sitting through so many meetings and in my, my, what I was seeing seemed to be so different than what Mm -hmm. everybody else was seeing. And I would think, oh, something's wrong with me or I'm not seeing it right. Instead of maybe I need to bring my perspective to the table because maybe something in that
1: can be valuable. (laughs) Absolutely. And and it, it is amazing when you think back to people will have tunnel vision and they'll go into a meeting and they're thinking about only what they're what they're going to say and they're not listening. They're right. waiting for their turn. And sometimes it's so obvious when it becomes their turn and they say something and you're thinking, where has he been for the last five minutes? We discussed that, you know, or or she, I shouldn't say that, <laughs> he or she. Um but you can see that, that um, p- some people are hampered by their inability to listen. And that is such an important thing in business, I think, more than anything, we've got two ears and one mouth. I mean, you, you hear that phrase a lot. Um, but then by listening is how we learn. And, and that's why not just when I first started doing this, I'll have to just say this, I when I first started learning how to speak up in meetings it got to the point where I, I would be so nervous about it and then I would say something and then it would be like, I would forget to hear what the feedback was. I was kind of proud of myself. Okay. I did it. And I'd have to sit back and catch my breath and okay, now what are they saying? Do they like it? Don't they like it? You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. Yes. But it's, it's, it's funny. It's,
0: it's anyway. trying to get past ourselves a little bit, but so what I'm hearing you saying, and it's really I think all of us need to learn this. So it's listening in a meeting, but then adapting. So this is the Mm -hmm. area you're talking about that sometimes meetings become very um, ineffective. It's like, why are we having the meetings? Are we trying to solve a problem? Are we just trying to just everybody say what they want to say? But really it's adapting to what the group is saying and deciding and, and really having that adaptability. I think, that's an area for women electronics. I've learned a lot. And I think our group is learning a lot, men and women together of how to be flexible, adapt, take in information. And like you were saying, feedback, that is one of the biggest areas of stumbling blocks. I think mm-hmm. that we have as women because we're such perfectionists. Hey, I'm number one, <laughs> number one perfectionist, right? It's one of our the, the biggest downsides is, is having that perfectionism, and I'm working on that really hard. Everybody knows I have extremely high standards of myself and a lot of times other people too, um, mm-hmm. but you have to get over yourself enough to receive the feedback, <laughs> yep. to, to not let your ego get in the way yes. and be such a perfectionist that you can't take the feedback. So
1: any comments on that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, again, the comments I have there are just... Are they receiving what I said? Are they accepting it and thinking it's a good idea? But we need to do this too. Just taking it all in and listening, and then learning from it. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I'll just, I'll just give you one example of um, a performance review I had. Mm-hmm. Um, it must be close to eight years ago now, and uh, was a peer of mine, or or, or my my manager, and it was a woman. And she had given me feedback that I needed to work on my problem-solving skills. And I took this hard, because no one had ever told me that before. And I thought, what, what, you know, I was even to the point where I couldn't even hear what her instructions (laughs) were on how can I get better at it. It just, I put up a wall and I went a few days without looking at that written performance review because I was really hurt by this. But then I went back and read and she said, I think you can do A, B, C, and B. And this will improve your ability to problem solve on your own independently. And she was right. She was absolutely spot on. And to this day, I, I see that as a turning point for me. I... Yes, I was hurt. I was defensive. But she was absolutely right. So I, I opened myself up to it and I learned from it. And I now think I'm a good problem solver. Not always. There are things out of our control. Well, that, that's a whole other topic because yeah. <laughs> I have a hard time with that. Um, but things that are in my control that I think I can wiggle my way around and figure out a problem I you know pretty good at it so
0: anyway I love that story because (laughs) really as leaders I think the message that I will take from this interview is you have to learn first to accept feedback before you can be the type of leader who can give it yes because that leader who gave it to you, she wasn't worried about hurting your feelings. She was worried about giving you the truth. And we all need that because at every stage of our career, we have to keep growing. We're either growing or dying. I'm always yep. growing or dying. And some of the leaders who just kind of feel like, hey, I've arrived, I'm here, I've made my career, I'm good. Those are the people that scare me <laughs> Yeah. because, you know, the more I learn and develop, the more I realize I have so far to go. And I just feel like I hope that the leaders in our industry don't get too caught up in their tasks and their leading that they don't, you know, that they actually take the time to develop themselves.
1: Absolutely, Jackie, I completely agree. And I personally am not happy if I'm not a little bit uncomfortable in my role. If I don't feel like I'm being stretched a little too, can I do this? I love that. I love the challenge. And when I'm not challenged, I, I am bored. Right. You know, it's like, I know how to do that. I've done that many times. Why do I want to do that again? What, what's the motivation? <laughs> but give me something I haven't done and help me figure out or not even help me but make me figure out how to do it um, that's exciting to me and that's what that's what motivates me so oh
0: that's awesome well I'll fill you in on a little secret before we conclude um, I actually <laughs> I challenge myself in a professional way a lot but personally I was like, "Huh, what am I doing to really challenge myself and take myself out of the box and, and bring in some creativity? Because, you know, as a leader, like you have to keep being creative with things and thinking of new ideas and strategizing. So I actually, <laughs> I started taking singing lessons. I'm not a singer. Trust me. And my, my first lesson You know it's bad when the instructor laughs. Like we literally started crying together. Like that's how bad it was. But I'm like, okay, (laughs) I definitely am out of my comfort zone. But it has taught me a lot. Like through just even doing that, I go every week, and she's teaching me more about myself. And she's Uh basically saying how you know you need to you have this organization, but you actually need to use your voice more. You are, She's like, you're afraid to be heard almost. And she's trying to get me to sing with my full heart. And it's still really hard, but I'm learning even through things like that. So it would be interesting wow. if a lot of the leaders would take themselves even outside of the professional world. Because you even learn more. You're like, oh, I thought I was doing so good in certain areas. I thought I was having more confidence, but oops, maybe I need to work on that a little
1: bit. Wow, that's great. That's great that you're doing that. Yeah, that's so awesome. funny.
0: But I wanted to ask you one final thing before we sign off. What about the men in your company? So I'm really intrigued about this because... um you know, there's only a few women at Orb Weaver, but the men got on board pretty quickly. And first of all, I have to say, I'm so, I'm so grateful that they did that, but and that they're not feeling um, threatened by a woman's organization because we find that sometimes that's a case. Can I'll just turn that over to you to comment because I'm so interested in hearing about this.
1: Yeah, well, um, Tony and Chris would had me um, come up with the KPIs. That we're going to use to measure our involvement with women in electronics and, and how we're doing and how we're helping the organization and, and also helping here at Orb Weaver to educate our, I say our guys, um, <laughs> our <No>. <laughs> team, <laughs> our team on what it's like for women in the industry in in the workplace and and I don't think. He has person, Tony has personally asked me if I would come up with a curriculum using the resources you have on your website mm-hmm. that I can do some lunch and learns here to inform everyone what it's like for women now and what the goals are for the organization and how they can help and how they can, first of all, mm-hmm. be educated, acknowledge what, what's happening. They're really, I don't think they know. I really don't think they're aware that there is a problem, not a problem, but or challenges for women. Um, Most of the, the men that work here are a lot of them are younger. So it's a different generation. And I think maybe things are changing, too, with the younger generation, which in a good way. But they still I don't I don't think they know what the reality is. So I told him I would get something together and put together a couple of sessions first for that education. And then secondly, we want to get um, some enrolled in your organization who, who's interested in attending these great events that you put, I mean, it's women and men, like anyone can benefit. Um, and, and how can they help in, in this, um, w- with the goals? That mm-hmm. that you're trying to reach um, on a yearly basis and on our our KPIs too, I think I shared with you. Um, so that's they're very open to it. and they're telling me, Claire, this is run with it. so i'm I'm happy with that because that means I, I know I'll follow through and we'll get some momentum going here and get some involvement from our from our team. I'm excited. Oh.
0: That is awesome because I think it's just awareness. And I do believe yes. what you said is true. Um, we love and adore our male counterparts. A lot of times it's just a lack of awareness because you only have perspective from where you sit in life, right? Yes. And so it's not your fault. And we talk about conscious bias and all these things. There's no blame game. But I think once people start to realize and have awareness, that's where all those barriers start to just break you know and so Mm -hmm. we're excited that your leaders um were willing to come to the table and willing to learn and and even accept that there are different leadership Mm -hmm. issues for men and women and that they are opening the doors and i love that and love that you found us on linkedin and it's been such a nice pleasant relationship so far and welcome you to our family. Look forward to working with you and definitely appreciate that you took the time to be with us today. Any final words before we sign off?
1: No, only that I'm looking forward to getting involved more with with women in electronics and getting to network with other women in the industry and get to know them and super interested in the mentorship program, which I'll talk to you about um, in a bit. And, um, yeah, just looking forward to being involved. Thank All you right. for having me.
0: Oh, my goodness. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it so much. And we will uh, chat with you another time. Have a blessed day. You too. Thank you.
1: Bye. You've been listening
0: to another episode of Women in Electronics right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.